0: This is Chase Garbarino, co-founder and CEO of HQO, and this is the Let's Go Show. Let's go! All right, welcome to the Let's Go Show. We've been taking a little bit of a hiatus around the holidays and start a year planning. still Let- the holidays? February 4th? No, it's February 4th, but we yeah. did around the holidays, and then we kind of limped out of the gates of the new year because you know, annual planning and all that stuff. Um, tragic kind of start to the pod. We seem to have lost Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Announced. I think the last episode we talked about him being a recurring guest.
1: The guy went to his
0: head. Is it? Or, I mean, he just straight up, I think quit the pod. So it's been, it's disappointing. He keeps saying we're being audited for, uh, ISO compliance. Yeah. I mean, he's got actual work
1: to do, but this is work. This is
0: work. It's certainly hard to to get this pinned down each week. So yeah, <laughs> you know, I think it is. But but he's cool. out. He's out. He's out. Maybe he will be. Yeah, we again. cut him. We cut him. He did yeah, quit. Good point. Good point. We, we cut, cut him. him. Yeah, he's he, not here today. He didn't we quit cut us. Him. We cut. Yeah, him. we quit so, him. What are we talking about today?
1: Uh, what are we talking about today? Co working, flex space, the pandemic, what the effects have had on the industry, what, what trickle down effects we're seeing. Uh, to even companies like us looking for space in the market. So um, let's start out some news earlier this week on No Tell um, filing for bankruptcy. Notel had a co-working solution similar to WeWork. We'll get to WeWork in a little bit. We'll get to some other co-working uh, some some news in a little bit. What What's your take on? You know, it's funny. We we actually uh, I had I had a topic of conversation about in the office this morning about looking for co-working space. You know, for us, what's your take on on Notel and co-working with this pandemic, where it's going? Um, is it obviously it boomed, mm. right? We know that WeWork is it here to stay in some form, or is it gone? I think,
0: um, I mean, the model that existed, lease arbitrage, that, yeah. that's yeah, that gone. The fact it even came back the way it did with WeWork is kind of silly. I mean, Regis had done it before in pretty much every down economy, Regis. I think they filed twice for Chapter 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll need a fact check on that. We'll fact check I, it but i, if I, I know now. i know they ran into problems multiple times uh in their life cycle but so I, I think the model with kind of like take a lease chop it up and arbitrage is gone i think you're going to see people moving to the management model where it looks more like the pm business you know you're you're taking fees from what you're collecting from the the tenants that you're pulling in, and you're sharing it with the the asset owners. Um,
1: that's a tough margin business. Well, really so why is it? Why is the arbitrage gone? Was it just because it was they were early? They got a great deal. They were strictly just buying it at fifty and selling it at hundred, and they got away with it for so long. It, Landlords smartened up to it. Or? It it works in up
0: economies, it never works in down. Because yeah. the whole point, like, if you can cut your your office costs first thing you're cut in when mm-hmm. you're you know financially it, it moves the needle mm-hmm. right so you cut those costs and these guys are sitting on these heavy commitment leases and there's no alignment with owners on mm-hmm. giving them relief right like so because that doesn't that doesn't help the valuation of their assets um so it just doesn't it doesn't really work and what does work though is what we're seeing landlords do, which is they're moving into the business themselves. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, you know, Wi-Fi, managing short-term leases, managing furniture. I mean, bringing some office management capabilities in-house. And I've had probably 10 conversations with our customers over the last month or so where everybody's got like a little bit of a different spin on it. But... It's going to be a, p- a part of the core offering and it makes sense because I think it's, it's a feature more so than a product, right? Mm-hmm. So, you think of the product of an asset, I think flexible space and some percentage of the floor plate uh, being flexible is now a critical feature to any asset because customers just need it, right? Like business happens so quick add in the pandemic, but even pre-pandemic, like you just, you needed to be nimble as a business. You're, you're going through this right now. I I was going to say, even we're in lease negotiation right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, even for us, like, you know, we signed, we signed our initial, when we moved here, our initial lease, we knew that within anywhere from nine to 15 months, um, would have, would have outgrown it. And, and and that's a tough position to be in because there's no, you could outgrow it. Or there could be another pandemic. Or there could be another pandemic, you right? You don't need to pull back. So it's right? a tough position like, to be in. You sign, you know, the landlords are trying to get you to sign anything worth of five years, right? Yeah. And there yeah. are incentives for a company to sign five years, right? You get some TI, they'll do some construction for you. So there are incentives to do that. The reality is, how could you predict, even pre-pandemic, what five years looks like? Unless unless you're a stable services business, law mm-hmm. firm sort of accounting or whatever it may be, where you know your head account's not going to move. So what is the solution? How do you do that? How do you know if your business is gonna double, triple in revenue in a couple of years? What do you do? You're gonna be buying and selling subleases across right. and that's an inefficient that's an inefficient market.
0: Right. Right. And it's yeah, and it's it should be more liquid in terms of being able to tra- transact more easily, but it's not. And there have been how many companies between PivotDesk and mm-hmm. you know, groups like Trust, all these guys are Still hacking away at that problem, but there's misalignment with the owners of the assets. And there's like there's two ways this is gonna start to go, in my opinion. Either office starts to look and act more like multifamily, right? I mean, leases and multifamily when you rent an apartment. Yeah. Um, a lot shorter. Like you're just that's built into the model. You know, but the well, problem
1: with that, so maybe you'll address this, is it's a significant cost for us to move. Yeah. You know? So, we spent uh, well into the six figures in furniture and infrastructure mm-hmm. and moving cost mm-hmm. to move into the space. At a year duration, we can't sustain hundred to $300,000 no. expenses on each no. move. So, that needs to be figured out. Right. And that's where... <laughs> I've always thought like there's going
0: to be enterprising landlords that start to and this is where they talk about the hospitality angle, right? Like operating more like a hotel. So, you have multifamily on the one hand that's kind of the customer dynamic of, you know, it, it'll it never be like multi where you're negotiating a year. I mean, mm-hmm. we're in unprecedented times in a pandemic where a lot of people are looking to like tag on a year, six months and You know, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of arm wrestling going on between companies and their landlords over what, what the stop gap looks like this year, next year, you know, probably a two year window here. Um, it's all relative though, like a short term, you know, when you're a resident renting an apartment, sometimes you want three months or six months, mm-hmm. and, you know, landlord doesn't want to do that. They want to do a year. Um, but sometimes you pay a premium for that, right? Right. You pay a premium. <laughs> right. To have the optionality. So that's where I think you see like instead of five years, maybe it's one to two, right? And you pay a premium um, in office or they start to act um, more like hotels and obviously hotels short term stay, but what I mean by hotels is much more of kind of the you know, you start to develop loyalty through membership. Mm-hmm. And you know, we would our our landlord Synergy and Synergy's portfolio and the products they have across Boston, I think it would be safe to say like, no matter where we are between twenty twenty one and twenty twenty-six, like We would be comfortable that they could accommodate us uh, Mm -hmm. where we would want to be in Boston. And let's say, you know, we're we're set on Boston. We know that we'll commit at the very least where we are now. Right. Which is what's our square footage? Nine and change. Yeah. So like nine thousand you know, lock us in and provide us flexibility where we'll add as the business grows. And I think there's got to be some yeah. creativity in the industry on how to address um, that, you know, you got to You need to figure out how to address the customer problem, which is you just have to be able to flex up and flex down. But they also <coughs> need to guarantee this person, you know, this group is our customer for five years. Yeah and will be a good. yeah you're not solution provider. Much. I think,
1: I think that's very interesting. I think the idea of staying in the family is an interesting concept to the lease. So synergy, whoever it may be, um, we agree to a five-year deal or a 10-year deal to stay within the family, to stay mm-hmm. within the portfolio. Um, with that, certainly is going to be fle- flexibility and creativity. So we're at 38 Chauncey. They're at, uh, yikes. What are, what are their other buildings? One fed or 100, fed. Um, what's the other one in downtown crossing? So that we know that they have the ability to potentially house us. They would have to move around. They'd have to play a little, um, you know, hot potato or something with their tenants and move folks around. But that's an interesting concept. I think a lot of companies would have. Um, you know, would have the ability to sign a longer term deal if you could flex, but you stay with the same customer. So synergy has the, they have the safety net of, we have stable rent income at a certain amount. We know they're not going to go away and we'll work with them. They can't go below. We'll set a floor. Right. And we'll work with them. And there's only upside. Well, and there's really interesting scenarios.
0: And like the funny thing is you start to talk to people and, um, Commercial real estate and there's this philosophical difference between like you start to run through I'll give you a scenario let's say um coming out of the bottom of this market, a group like Synergy adopts this model mm-hmm. where it's like you commit to five years, ten years, you know you're a part of our synergy you know some branded membership group, whatever it is, and you get these perks. You know, as you flex up, you know, we'll accommodate you. You can kind of get in queue for rofer on these buildings mm-hmm. The space opens up, whatever. You, in theory, could over – you could outsell your supply. Totally. You're know, Right? Yep. Yeah. And, you know, we you talk to real estate people and they've got a million reasons why – well, it can't happen that way because of how certain things in the industry run from a financing perspective or whatever it is that's the case in any industry before somebody innovates and breaks it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah, no, it can't until somebody comes along and figures out, well, what changes need to happen for you to evolve the model. So I think it's interesting to see where certain real estate groups become very customer oriented. And you see this in some of the real estate services business. Like we're not inventing something that's completely brand new, but, um, they start to develop the relationships with the customer, and then you know, in a world where, hey, I'm committed to synergy, but maybe they don't have product that I need for you know a new development group. And do you then go cut a deal with? Yeah, Boston synergy Properties, trades and- us to Boston Properties. <laughs> yeah, right. They trade
1: up. They they buy the option, or right. they trade
0: the option. Right, right. I don't um, know. It's interesting. I'm just thinking through like we're we're a small fish for
1: totally. You know, we're, but getting larger, right? I mean, we're going to be north of 20k feet. I mean, that's that's the ticket to, right. the, to the big and like conversations. We're, and we're trying to like kind of pull back,
0: go, pull back, go, right. pull back, go. And if somebody were to come along and essentially be a partner to us in that, and obviously we're working with synergy on this now, but flexibility tied to long term commitment, I think somebody's going to get really creative and start to figure out ways to innovate there and not. It, it might even have to come from somebody outside of, you know, commercial real estate. You go in and talk to people and they're like, well, the typical lease constructs and mm-hmm. blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, rip it up and start
1: new. Like, yeah, but you do have... Goodwin,
0: Goodwin Proctor is very innovative and they're thinking
1: about all this stuff. So, you have companies that are trying to sort of lead and, and identify. I think the big thing is like, you know, wh- identify what we work did well. Obviously, there's a million things they did wrong. Identify what they did well and they did change... The market and the relationship, and what and, and identified there needs to be more flexibility. So you get somebody like Boston Properties who came out with their flex offering, I and mean, mm-hmm. we actually looked at, at right. the Boston Properties flex offering. It was a little expensive. Pat Malba Hill, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> it's funny, Pat says the same about us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful! We should compare uh, prices. <laughs> love you, Pat. Um, but uh, you know, they they recently had a had a thirty eight million dollar write down on, on some of their co working assets. Obviously, we understand why that's happening. But Boston Properties is a company that to well, me the, will Those move were the
0: assets where they least to co-working had, solutions. And, not flex. And their so, so own offering move. was just when I went and toured it, I was like, Yeah, this is just as good.
1: It's just as good. So <laughs> yeah. so but 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 how are they gonna then evolve, right? right. If, if they're gonna if they're gonna take these losses on a offering that is similar, it was just owned by Boston Properties, so there's no price arbitrage, right? So yep. so they get the whole kit and caboodle. Um there's a need for something else. There's a need for more of that innovation. It's somebody right. like a Boston properties or, or who's gonna sort of make that run at it, right?
0: Yeah. And WeWork was really close, I think. And they still might do it. I mean, obviously they're they've found I don't know if I would call it Second Life, but obviously with the SPAC and what's going on. Like, yeah,
1: WeWork's back. WeWork's yeah. back. So, they <laughs> failed massively at their initial public offering. They're back, baby. Let's get some WeWork swag the movie, up in the
0: uh, It's a miniseries. It's not a movie. And Hathaway. Stop and, it. Uh, no. Uh, who's the guy from uh, Jared
1: Leto is playing Adam Newman. Really? Yeah. I just watched a phenomenal movie with Leto in it and Denzel. On well, it's immediately a good movie with HBO them, <laughs> just one of HBO's things, Max or something. The little things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. So yeah. I'm all about Leto.
0: Yeah. Leto's playing Newman. Leto's playing Newman. Wow. Hathaway's plan is I mean Leto's uh, gonna wife.
1: make that fantastic.
0: Yeah, no, it sounds good. Big and it's Hathaway's a mini series, too. so they're going Big deep. Fan. And it's about how like apparently it's about the relationship and how they they both were kind of buying their own bullshit. But really? Uh, yeah. I don't know much yeah. about I guess yeah. his personal life. I don't either, but... Uh, we will. Yeah, we will know With the series. But I think WeWork was close. Like, I think they were customer-oriented, right? Like, we were yeah. talking to landlords and they were saying, you know, we're losing deals where WeWork is going in and they're not talking about the building, right? Like, they're not like, hey, come tour a floor. They're saying, let's talk about your human capital plans, like who are you hiring what markets are you hiring and they were using scale and this was like in the run up to the IPO like they were they were moving towards a place where they were going to the large enterprises mm-hmm. and addressing this flexibility need of like right.
1: and winning major deals right you're trying
0: to you're trying to win talent in a lot of different markets from a labor perspective like you have a global perspective you have a national perspective and we're the only provider that can accommodate needs in a flexible way across different geos. And so, you have this, like, conundrum of, like, it's hard to own physical assets at that kind of scale because of the, obviously, cost, right? But the model they were doing doesn't work. So, it's like this, how do you create, how do you address scale in a nimble way, um, It's almost got to be like a consortium of asset owners um, to start to be very like you go to a Fortune 500. That's like, look, we want a lot of distributed spaces Mm -hmm. and we need to be more nimble in market versus the old school. Like we go, we find a 10,000 square foot lease in Boston and an 8,000 square foot lease in Philadelphia. And now we're
1: especially now with like. Whatever – wherever we land with this whole remote discussion certainly will not be remote only. You have a lot of companies who are thinking about a flexible offering where maybe yeah. 10 20% of the workforce comes in and out, right? You have the majority of your staff in office. You're yep. going to need overflow space. Yeah. Don't take a major uh, – a huge lease, but you're going to have to have something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and remote only is not going to be a thing.
0: No. Because the people that go remote only – I don't know if you listened to our last episode. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's not just not going to be a thing because they'll fall behind competition and market culture. And we IBM, Yahoo.
1: That right. We did that. Blah.
0: Yeah. All right. We did that. <laughs> <laughs> I could do a whole nother on that. I'm but so yeah, fired so up about it. It's just not popular to be like, Hey, we want people in the office right now because... Well, no, yeah, I was going to say what is
1: popular is coming out and saying we're going to be digital first and we're going to be remote only because yeah. it's an HR tool. It's a hiring tool and it's it's sort of bloviated in the startup and tech world of like, hey... It's mostly we're, in tech. It's mostly in tech, right? Yeah. Where we're so hip. We're never coming back to the office. Oh my God. Everybody clap and, and, and uh, you know... I think pampered it's not would also happen. be a, a fair... Pampered or... Yeah. What was the word I was looking for? Uh soft soft or no 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 it oh, Bay Area. was um, I mean it they created this whole thing. The Bay Area and created this whole thing. Yeah, they're gonna have to dig their way out of it. So WeWork is back with a SPAC. Let's make T shirts. <laughs> WeWork back with the SPAC. <laughs> um
0: Yeah. It's um I don't know. I think it's really interesting to see how landlord and And some of them were pretty honest with me where they're like, yeah, we're doing we're doing our own flex Mm -hmm. offering. And this is just to, you know, manage leasing for the next two years and prevent some churn, you know, retain people. And we think that it's going to go completely back. We'll be five, 10 year leases. Yeah. And I was like that. Yeah, maybe. And I'm I like to be like all in on one side like i i don't like that's just not my personality but i'm having a hard time with this because historically and even you're seeing certain actions on behalf of big tech like big tech is saying one thing and doing another they're saying remote and we're going to be leaders in remote Mm. and they don't mean that what they mean is distributed and flexible because they're going and buying you know Facebook bought REI headquarters in Seattle. Google they took the lease at Farley. Space. We've covered yeah, this, down, right? Yeah. Like Google's still doing stuff. Amazon yeah. just came in Amazon heavy. Came what in Boston and mm. where else? Uh, that was in New York. I don't remember. There's maybe yeah. one in Texas a few months ago. Um, so, th- you know, they're, they're still committed to physical space. Um, but they're, they're saying one thing and they're doing another. Always follow the money. Um so I, I mean, it could go back to what is more normal. It it historically has recovered. I think there are a lot of similarities when you just have tough economies, people cut back and they don't plan as far out, right?
1: Like you, I, I think it can go back to where it's normal. I think there's going to be more. There needs to be more of a concierge, and there needs to be more services. You know, we need to be. I want to be part of the synergy or or the landlord brand and I want to reap additional benefits and I don't mind paying a premium, but there's a lot of work that goes into moving space and figuring out the space and all the analysis around where your folks are commuting from and what makes, what makes the best work. Have that be part of the part of the platform or part of the offering. And then then it's easier to sign a five-year deal and then it's easier to sign a 10-year deal. Right. If we can help absorb some of the cost of furniture and even just setting up, you know, infrastructure and internet, um, and all the costs associated with that—that's a lot easier as opposed to just like here's a blank space. Yeah, right, right. And I've been digging into the, you know,
0: I've been digging into a lot of financial models, discounted cash flow. Like I've been asking cap markets folks, anonymized, uh, to send me, you know, ha- what what Love folks are looking at, like what investors are looking at when they're buying these assets. Mm. And again, is just like an outsider coming from Tech Inventor. I think it's fascinating the leap between how buildings are um, evaluated and then valued. Mm-hmm. It's, there's such a massive gap between the operations of the building and the services that some of these you know very large investors are far away from, I think, the things that are going to start to really drive value at Assets. When you think about the mix of services and the ability to um, adapt with regards to flexibility or the next time there's a market downturn, um, I think there are going to be enterprising groups that come along and are way more sophisticated about this type of services blend is going to attract companies from this sector. Mm-hmm. And Columbia, actually, one of our customers, we've, you know, announced last week that we've expanded with them. They do a good job at this. Like, they're very tech and media oriented, right? Like, they know their customer segment. And I think showing historical data and trends on how companies in certain sectors behave, like when there's a market downturn or, you know, in good times, bad times, whatever. Um, And then what the specific kind of space needs not just like hey they need like when you talk about like class A glass building nice lobby like that shit is not really what helps us be productive in the office space right like it's cool looks nice and by the way it is cool like don't get me wrong you know um but if if partners were coming to us being like how many engineers are you hiring how many sales folks are Mm. you hiring where are you hiring them let's talk about you know the the JLL math of 330 300 there's 3 three bucks for every square foot you take 3 bucks on utilities 30 on rent 300 on human capital um the the upside is getting into that 300 being a partner on human capital and that's ultimately why we take space the it's it is completely to drive the value the 30 bucks is to drive the value of the 300 mm-hmm. and I think there's so much more like granular data where you're predicting like the value of an asset and the predictability of the DCF comes down to how well are they addressing customer needs and you know, we see buildings with financial tenants perform certain ways and like here's um you know, can you get more basis points you know from a churn perspective if you address your clients with certain strategies compared to yeah. And um, the folks who don't and they're going to outperform right like we get into the absolute weeds on how we sell technology to customers um, what their needs are what they spend on other technology and it's mostly financial when you're buying a building it's been such a stable asset class like you don't really know a ton about who the tenants are what their headcount planning is like there are just certain questions i have when i've been looking at the models i'm like hey how do you get this and they're like uh like well 50% of the rent roll is for tenant a mm-hmm. like tenant a is this kind of company here What's, what are the headwinds in their market like these guys going to be hiring or they not and they're like i ah, you know i was talking to a buddy of mine in cap markets the other day he's like i don't get those questions like how is nobody asking those questions i Interesting. don't know I, I i think there's a lot more you could be ingesting
1: um and it's all still built around the anchor tenant, right? I mean, it's still built. around like and we just I mentioned. shouldn't
0: say no one's at, like, there are smart people yeah. that look at all this stuff, but it's not kind of part of the standard package, if you will. So Even what's in the building, I was showing like, uh, we don't, we don't sell our own book on the show, but I was just showing him a bunch of our customers apps and all of the things that they have in the building and what the, what the tenants are engaging with. And he's like we could absolutely, this type of data, we'd win more, you know, deals because we can just get more granular. I'm yeah. like, is this going to be appealing to tenants in the future
1: if you buy this asset, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, let's go back to the pandemic a little bit. And, you know, the, sub, the subleases are hitting the market. Subleases are hitting the market. We we can see that. Now, I will say that some of the larger companies and, and talking with a handful of folks specifically around Boston or some of the larger markets, some of the clients that are out in the brokerage firms, they are actually uh, pulling back some of the space that they had, or they're actually close to signing, you know, pretty large deals for space. So, you know, that pegs a question of, of you know, where do you see, you know, the bottom of, of the real estate or sort of the pains that we're in? And then how does coworking or flex play into that? You know, would does does it does it accelerate the to the bottom or allow us to turn around faster the commercial real estate world to turn around faster if we all of a sudden offer some additional flexible solutions mm-hmm. if companies are are really stuck right now on do i dump this floor do i take three more floors what do i do how does that accelerate how does that play into just the pandemic and, and the, the complexities of trying to forecast right now it's difficult
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's hard because, like, on the one hand, um, you have some companies that are deal hunting right now, right? Like, there's lot, an opportunity
1: to make for sure. A Lot of businesses distrust assets have assets, not yep.
0: been hurt by the pandemic. You know, a lot of tailwinds. Yeah. A number, a number caught tailwinds. Um, they're they're out knowing, like, all right, we're going to be able to get significantly lower market rates than yep. you know, we will when this. The economy starts to come back. So um, on the one hand, I'm trying to figure out what level of predictability like and I think more conservative groups are going to say we've continually heard and the goalposts have been moved on the pandemic stuff multiple times now that it'd be a fool's errand to be like, you know, July one mm-hmm. is net is the new date that everybody agrees to come back yep. and, yep. you know, you're already you're already seeing some some stuff in market where less people, but some people are trying to move the goal goalposts again. Um, you also have people moving it forward, right? You also have people right, accelerating right. At the move. So so it's like, do we roll out? I think I think flex is obvious, and I think the groups that come out with flex because it is I wouldn't even say it's here to stay because companies wanted it before the pandemic.
1: Yeah, and and we work. They didn't. They didn't reinvent. They didn't invent the wheel, right? But they added a layer to it that was new, and that yeah. concierge level it was, approach, brand, yeah. it was brand is brand and hospita- yep. they, no, they hospitality. They created the it was a hotel. true hospitality approach. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes.
0: And it's the it was the right one. The brand wasn't for me. The whole like shared consciousness, kind of like vegan the serving like i the know lobby. tom tom was big into the Tom's serving now, elevate
1: you. the world's consciousness I just yeah. elevating though. the
0: world that was it elevating the world's consciousness that was the opposite of what i'd buy was well, that do. the tagline yeah that was on their the mission uh, right it's the file what is it called when you have to file before the you go S1, public yeah that's one yeah, yeah, the S1. S1. yeah that, that was the cover the page
1: been thrown in the trash <laughs> um, yeah.
0: uh, elevating the world's consciousness that's right yeah wow i mean you were when i was last at hq when we had that infamous meeting yeah, I mean it was like an EDM concert.
1: Yeah, which is cool, man. That's just cool. <laughs> now. I'll be honest. Now that I
0: haven't, you know,
1: pandemic, been to an EDM show, love, uh, I've never been to an EDM show. I'd love to go now. Well, you just got to find a WeWork lobby and just yeah, let it apparently.
0: rip. Yeah. Well,
1: old ones. Now, hopefully, old they ones. bring it back because yeah. maybe I will. That's be. why they have it back.
0: I'm bet you're right. WeWork is back. and is back, I might be
1: back into that. I just I can't mm-hmm. stop thinking about Jared Leto and. <laughs> The fire he's going to bring. He's going to do a... Um, I mean, he is unfulful. fantastic. Yeah, he's a talented dude. He's a very talented dude. Huge fan. HBO he's Max, band, The Little right? Things. Yeah, yeah 30 man. Seconds to Summer, Mars. What the hell is his band? You yeah. know it. Mars. 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> yeah, we, know, we knew we knew it. Knows he knows it. It. He's he was part of that consciousness
0: movement. <laughs> <laughs> Tom was big in on that.
1: Um
0: Yeah, I, I think landlords are going to bring it in-house, and I think what's going to happen is of course gonna, they're going to bring in a house. Yes. And they're going to keep all the margin. They're going to use it. I still haven't gotten clear answers from a lot of folks on what's the primary is it for leasing new clients? Is it like kind of client acquisition that you hope to grow into Footprint? And I, yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be one, you know, one or the other, but or is this um the stopgap for
1: current clients. Yeah, but WeWork right. wanted oh, – we'll, we'll we'll bring you in at 10 people because uh, a small percentage of you will end up taking 100,000 feet right. eventually. And you'll be within the WeWork brand and we're going to win that business. That's right. a guarantee. And, I,
0: and I think, though, like when you game. think about product, you're going to have product for that. where yeah. And different landlords are going to have different thresholds. So, what's the smallest type of company that – we feel comfortable this is just like there's some
1: stability to it yeah Yeah.
0: we're this is gonna help us win them if they grow and you know they move into a you know a longer term kind of customer um there's gonna be like our situation right now if somebody you know we know we want we're growing we need a little bit of flexibility as things get pinned down in this economy like Can you keep us by providing a flexible option that we can grow into? And then, you know what? We come out of a pandemic and we have like a clear five-year plan and it's like, boom, they get our long-term lease because they kind of held the stock. That's interesting
1: about the rent relief. And I don't know enough about the options that are out there in the rent relief from what I understand. It's like a handful of months in the front end to trade for a handful of months in the back end. But that's where landlords can really get creative around some of the flexible solutions Perhaps even letting people reduce their footprint to then, you know, gain it an upside in the future or or, or move them. So, yeah, I think there's I think there's a lot of promise. We know it's here to stay. The landlord, more importantly, the landlords need to own it and they're going to make they're going to make the money that way. They're, yep. they're going to capitalize that way. They're not going to take the losses like they were on WeWork. Basha Properties, they're not going to miss out on the upside like they did with WeWork. Um, and more importantly, I think they can create more phenomenal brand relationships. With tenants, with clients, with anchors, with whatever it is around. Yeah, and it's not
0: even just the flexibility, it's what you talked about, which is, can you address the cost of, you know, as you expand or contract or whatever it is, there's a lot of added cost on um, office needs, right? You've got furniture, Wi-Fi, food and bed, amenities, like all those things can... They start to manage these in a way where the service of providing it. And when you think about kind of the the ROI here for us, the cost isn't necessarily the furniture and the electronics and all that stuff, which obviously is a cost. The, the X factor on it is the time and the mindshare and the di- right. procurement and the decision making. Right. Like if you can take that cost off... You know, we'll pay a little bit of a premium because we would pay more for what we need for the office because what we would pay be paying more for is less than the heavy lift of managing it. the opportunity cost. Right. Yeah. For totally. sure. the opportunity cost of the time and the management. And particularly if you're good at it, right? Like if you think at it, it's not helpful. Yeah. I mean, if it's, <laughs> if it's truly
1: premium, it's worth its weight in gold. I right. mean, so they it have it to figure is. out a
0: scalable way to start to provide these services with their flex product and i i would say you can
1: bake it into the lease right right. instead of instead of cutting a check for 300 grand to move into a space for some infrastructure for some furniture whatever it may be bake it in the lease right anybody on the uh you know who's managing the books or on the financial side want to keep that cash in the bank and spread it out if possible we should ask uh goodwin when you're talking about
0: read status, what can what what can right. be what rolled into in?
1: right 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 you know. Rent based income. Create which, a little drop down. Charge me a couple. I'm watching The Sopranos, and you know it's all about just you know the notes that they have. The yeah, you know, get a little two get two and a half points in the 300K, right? right. But just that, keep that on the that, DL. Pay that what keep it off the read rate, status uh,
0: out of the <laughs> out of the LLC drop down, which right all these folks have them right. You know they're sophisticated. and we are seeing we, uh, two of our customers are starting to verticalize into some of their own services, which mm-hmm. I think is fascinating. One into parking, a couple others, but. Um, it's smart I think it's really smart it's hard you got to be able to operate but if you if you nail it there's going to be a huge difference between people that can provide the service with the space so this is a good riff didn't think we'd get to Leto glad I figured it'd be like a year of pods before we figured out a way to. <laughs> I'm tra- I mean, now <laughs> that we worked in, Leto, I, I think that it. You worked. know who I'm not a fan of? Who? Anne Hathaway. I'm a, I'm a Hathaway guy. I knew you. I kind of you would. Now
1: be. that that worked so smoothly, it was just like an easy Leto transition. It's um, going to be easier Hathaway, to bring Hathaway him transition up in the future for sure. But more so, other <laughs> pop culture icons like yeah, right, Bieber. Right. And how can we get him involved you gotta, in the show? Yeah. The, yeah. Really good point.
0: <laughs> So actually, this should be a call. There, it's a good. It's a good way to wrap the
1: episode. This kind should of should we a- have the Anne Hathaway conversation before we wrap? Like, Why what's, don't we like her? Why a huge fan? What's his yeah? What's his beef? I don't know. Um, She's a phenomenal it a actress. Particular role, uh, I, won't, I won't
0: argue with that. She's a really good actress. She got what?
1: Super baked with that other guy and hosted the. What did she do? No, the she, guy didn't. The she didn't. Guy, get
0: baked? Uh, what's his name? James Franco was. Well, he was baked. <laughs> he was when he hosted the <laughs> o- Oscars <laughs> and basically <laughs> left her out to dry. Yeah, I remember right. that. Uh, nah, I, I saw a couple of interviews where. Just Devil little, Prada. was well, that her that was rubbed her. me the wrong way uh man or i think it's Catwoman? mostly because my wife is very anti-hair so she incepted me on it you know what, what? i'll do my own homework on it okay how about that tune in next Revisit week but uh <laughs> our take yeah, i man, do think what? the call to arms here though is like as a you know we've got a pretty massive audience at this point being a month into the pod yeah can our audience I think two of our employees. Arms, can we get a call to arms here to get jared leto on the show good think? idea and how 30 seconds
1: to Mars How much That's going to be does, the first concert how I go into to real estate is he uh, That's going to be the first concert hard. I go to When we get back to normal It's 30 seconds to Mars yeah. Big fan I'm going to hold up a little board well, I'm going to come that, on the show That WeWork EDM show I think Right That's actually down the street In, in one of their lobbies <laughs> Yeah right <today. laughs> I know That's
0: the first <laughs> thing I'm going to uh, Alright good pod Nice job guys good pod